summer has come to an end, Ranj, and we're back with another episode of the Branch Bawa Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm really well, Stu. How about you? I'm doing good. It's uh, September felt like a month that didn't exist. Went by fast. <laughs> Went by really fast. Yeah, but uh, I'm ready for I'm ready for the short fall that we get here in Alberta. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um when you do look at that calendar. Just the other day, we went into fourth quarter and uh, Q1, you know, Q1, Q2, the world changed in mm-hmm. March uh, with with COVID-19 and so many things are different. And then we kind of navigate to this last part of the year, the fourth quarter. And when I, when I played sports, the fourth quarter was always a monumental and meaningful time because regardless of the scoreboard, it was always a, a chance to finish the final act with the highest level of performance, dedication, accountability, and connection. And I think life's like that too, whether it be a, a, a performing arts play, a sporting event, you know, the end of a year, the final quarter of the year has so much, I feel, meaning because it gives us an opportunity to reflect on what's happened and then step into the best version of ourselves to close out that time with the utmost commitment and effort that we can parlay in, in, in amidst a very dynamic time out there right now. Yeah, it's funny. I was I was thinking today as I was driving home. Uh, this time of the year, I'm so I always loved it because I was so ready for this. When I grew up with hockey tryouts, mm. hockey season ready to go. Right. Sports were such a thing where I was like, those that told me the the months and the thing. And now it's like sports are all happening all together. Now they're not happening. Yeah, and it's just like hockey is in the off season in October and right. not starting till January. Yeah, so it's like. In my, part of me is like, oh yeah, it's October, and then the other part of me is like, wait, this is still very, very, very different. Truly, yeah, we're, we're witnessing something in this generation that will be spoken about for years and generations to come. What we've just gone through. I was actually a, a friend of mine had sent me a, an email, a picture on email, and there was a football game stew in nineteen. Yeah, no, it would have been what was it? Yeah, nineteen twenty, hundred years ago, and it was Georgia Tech, and at the time. The Spanish flu was unfortunately, you know, mm-hmm. outbreaking across the world. And at that football game in the stands, it was a black and white picture and people had masks on. Oh. It was incredible. That's crazy. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it was, and, and it said on 100 years later, 1920 to 2020. Huh. So, you, you know, and, and we're looking at that now saying, wow, look at history there. I wonder what they'll say about us in 100 years yeah, from no now. Kidding. And hopefully, you know, through this podcast and through the message with our listeners, thank you all for joining us is establishing a, a legacy in our conversations and, and giving us all something to think about and something to discuss and something to hopefully connect to that's um, greater than the adversity that we're facing on many levels right now. We've talked a lot of st- a lot in these episodes that we've done during the COVID happening and uh, a lot of things to deal with it emotionally, mentally. And today we, we talked about discussing with staying true to yourself. Mm. How, how, do, how would you describe that to the listeners today? Staying true to yourself, Stu, that's, yeah, you know, we all have this voice inside of us that's constantly speaking to us. It's our subconscious mind. And sometimes it's, we're having actually conscious out loud discussions with ourselves. I know I do. Yeah. <laughs> Talk out loud to myself. And really this idea of staying true to yourself, and we've, we've alluded to this in previous conversations, is really having alignment with our values and what we stand for on a daily basis. Now, that's a big statement. And what does that all mean? Well, Every one of us has a set of values and virtues by which we live. And when we stay true to ourselves, we're able to come back to that metric and that compass that guides us in our decisions, in our choices, in our relationships, in our attitudes. And so when we're staying true to ourselves, 
it doesn't indicate we have to be perfect with those things all the time because life isn't like that. I think what it does mean and what it does give us an opportunity to do is to continue to revisit that pristine place within us that resides in our heart, our mind, and our spirit, which really represents what we truly stand for and who we truly are. You know, when you're true to yourself, you're not trying to be someone someone else wants you to be. You're not aiming to do things because someone else thinks you should be doing them. And you definitely don't compromise your values just because it's an easy way or a shortcut, you know, shortcut. It's not to suggest it doesn't happen every day and people make mistakes and make certain choices. We're not here to judge that. What we're here to say and answer your question is that staying true. It's a, it's a daily practice and it's a, a constant conversation with ourselves to ensure that we're staying connected to values and those things that we really purport to stand for. You know, what, what outcomes do you think would, uh, would come from that? Like, why do you think it's so important to prioritize yourself that mm. way? Yeah, great question. You know, when, when you're true to yourself, it's like you've got a mirror in front of yourself all the time. And incongruency of values, and when we are misaligned with, you know, what we know is right for us, it causes a lot of stress. Like, think of that for a second. You know, you, you can't lie to yourself. You, you know the truth. We, we know it. And, and perhaps people do the best they can and try to navigate their way through. But what happens is when, when there is, let's put it this way, when you are not true to yourself, there is a consistent withdrawal from your values bank within you. You just keep chipping away at yourself. Conversely, when you are congruent and you know in line with what you stand for, you can live a very fulfilled, happy life. There's no attachment to the materialistic measure of what life is with money and cars and houses. Those are all great. And I encourage, if that's what you want, go for it. But the reason it's so important and the reason it can positively or negatively affect us is if that we're not, it can actually cause tremendous amount of stress because, you know, Shakespeare said it himself, Stu, to thine own self be true. That was one of the greatest lines of his, his works back in those days. And what he was indicating, from what I understand it, is that be willing to be truly connected, which is going to require effort, consistency, and a commitment to the highest version of yourself to make the choices and decisions that you've, that, that, that I would say are going to allow yourself to live a life well lived and that you're going to be proud of, not only for yourself, but for those people around you. So looking back on that, what do you think are ways that we can be true to ourselves in everyday life? Like mm. we, we de- everyone, wants, everyone wants to reduce the stress. Yeah. So how do you think, how do, how do you think we best accomplish that? Gratitude is number one. I, I, that's a, I would say when you're, when you are grateful, I believe that allows you to be connected to truth. Why? Because gratitude is one of the highest virtues that's connected to who we truly are. When you're thankful for what we have and we are appreciative of those things around us and the people in our lives, that's the truth. It's it's almost along the lines of, is that when you're grateful, you're able to connect to a peace in yourself because you have everything you, you need. When you're, when you're grateful for something, whether it be your, your life, your food, your home, your family, whatever it may be, gratitude allows you to connect to that vibration that allows you to be positive, allows you to be calm, allows you to be connected and happy. Whereas with when 
if we get away from gratitude and think about, well, I, I need this, I need that to make me happy, it, it can cause a lot of stress and it can cause a lot of discord and it can cause a lot of chatter in our minds, which tells us we're not good enough. And, and the sense of being worthy and the sense of being deserving, Stu, it, it's a, those are two elements that plague a lot of people. And that doesn't make a person bad. It just means a lot of a depression and a lot of challenges from a mental health standpoint comes from unworthiness and not feeling one deserves the best for them. Yeah, like if if there's some things that you only focus on wanting, wanting, and it doesn't happen right away or when you think it will, that can really mess up your mind. It can. Yeah. It can. And, and life is such a process. And so when you're true to yourself in that process, you recognize that each step matters. Some of them may be small and insignificant. Um, and you know, another one around that is we talked about gratitude. We talked about is, is journaling, is actually writing down what you're feeling that day, what you're going through. Because when you have a conversation with yourself, you're actually facing the truth. Good, bad, or ugly, when you write it down, you're facing the truth. That's why journaling and um, diarizing and writing in a, a book that means something to you is so effective. And actually putting pen to paper, not just typing it, but actually the physical longhand writing, it allows you to have that conversation that really no one else might have with you because you're talking to yourself and you are facing what is most deep inside of you. And it could be challenging, could be victorious. There's no real condition on what it has to be. It's just the act of writing down what you're feeling and what you're thinking can actually provide a path to freedom. I, I definitely think that's the thing I always come back to all the time mm. is if I'm starting to get overwhelmed or stressed about stuff, I realize I haven't really written anything down or talked to myself or about anything. Mm. And when I actually take the time to do that, yes. it's just like a whole weight is just like off. Even if you still got lots to do or there's still lots you want to take care of, it certainly is a relax. Just the physically writing it down and looking at it is, I find, just a relaxing thing to do. Totally. Yeah. You know, mo- most of us want to just be understood and listened to. Mm-hmm. Think about that for a sec, right? Most of us just want to really be heard. Well, when you actually have a conversation with yourself, you're giving yourself that opportunity. Because when you're writing in a journal or going on a walk and talking to yourself, you're actually listening to your own self speak. And that's very powerful because you're, it takes practice, but you're now providing a pathway of validating and I would say legitimizing what you're feeling. Not everyone's going to ask you a question. Very few people know how to ask great questions. Think about that. Most people just want to do the talking. They don't yeah. ask, the, not, not many people do want to the listening. You know, our listeners here, we've talked about it tremendously. And I would say we've got a great group of, in our community here. But I would, I would invite us all and challenge us all to amplify the amount that we listen to ourselves. How? Talk to ourselves. Journal. Write out a gratitude list. Because when you do that, you're having a conversation with yourself. And when you have a conversation with yourself, you're listening to yourself. When you listen to yourself, you're actually validating what you're actually feeling and going through. And that's one of the most powerful gifts we can ever give ourselves or other people for that matter. It's it's something that I feel I've definitely worked on with uh, my friends, my group of friends, and I feel like that's a very core value for myself. Mm. That I like to focus off is my friendships. They play a big role in my happiness. Mm. And it's something that we've talked about, and I was wondering uh, how do you feel it, it, uh, the importance of friendship is in terms of uh, your value? Wow. that's yeah. yeah. Thank you for asking that. I've thought about this one before, <laughs> so I, this is a, a one that's dear to me. And when I think of friendships, do. I think it really starts with ourself. 
Mm. I think it really starts with building a friendship within ourselves and knowing what it takes and what it feels like to be a great friend. Because in order to have a friend, I think this has been said before, but it's important to be a great friend. And how do you be a great friend? And, And why are friendships so important, you asked. A lot of times, going back to saying, you know, to thine own self be true, when you surround yourself with great friends, they can help you see the truth as well. Because they can love you unconditionally. They can laugh with you. They can challenge you on some things that you need to course correct. They can hold you accountable. They can just be with you. And friendships, as we go through this stage of life, where right now there is such adaptation that's required, we're having to adjust on almost a weekly basis. There is certainty, but there's not. There's challenge. There's also victory. Friendships allow us to have that. I'm going to go back to what I said before. It's almost a foundation and a landscape whereby we know unconditionally we can have someone who's going to understand our truth and share the truth with us. Takes time to develop. You know, friendships, I know Facebook is a, a great platform and and I'm, I think it's incredible what it's done for the world. But when, you know, someone says I have so-and-so number of friends, sometimes that, it almost gets watered down in terms of what mm. a true friend is. And for me, I I'm, feel very, very fortunate and grateful. I have wonderful friends in my life and, and they have brought so much joy. You're one of them. They brought so much joy and, and peace and excitement and, and um, hope to my life because you're, you surround yourself with people, even if you don't see them all the time. But going back to what we said before, there's a common virtue. There's a, there's a connected purpose. There's a higher level of affection and respect that you can't just go and get anywhere. And so I encourage us all as we go through this time of COVID-19 and whereby physically we're further from people is do whatever we can to cultivate those relationships, whether we reach out virtually, whether we write a a thank you card, whether we make a phone call. And I'm sure people have been doing that extensively because we've been online for the last eight months or whatever the amount of time is. But this is really an important facet that we're talking about right now is the importance of friendships and starting with ourselves. I, I find it interesting how the core group of friends that I have, I, I've known since high school, mm. since basically grade 10. Mm. Now as we're all in our 30s. Right. And it's and just as you were talking, I was just picturing how I've seen them all grown up and they basically, I'm sure they see the same thing me, but it's just like how our friendships have evolved where it's like when you're in high school, you're just silly boys. But as we've gotten older now and people have gotten married and have kids of their own, it's it's I just thought of now seeing their full personalities appear. Right. And it's amazing how long that actually does take in life. Yes. <laughs> and it's amazing. Like people tell us all the time that it's crazy that you're still friends with all these people that you knew in high school, but it's, it's actually been, you know, one of my favorite things to watch them grow into, you know, older men, I guess, as yes. we're getting there. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. think of the evolution that you've witnessed mm-hmm. for, for yourself and with those, with those friends. Yeah. And that's what it is, is the more experiences that we have and the more challenges we overcome, the more victories we experience. And the learning that we embrace, that's a big one. The more we learn, the more we evolve and grow. And that, that'll never end mm-hmm. till our last day. If we can, if all of us can continue to be committed to a process of learning something every day, even just by observing, maybe, you know, today I learned something truly. I was in a meeting today and I, I learned something about how people handle situations and that, that student mindset, when you are a student and a, and a committed student to life, 
I believe you can be an amazing leader as well. So is there anything else that you want people to, to know when you're thinking of how to staying true to yourself before we kind of talk about uh, things that might lead us astray from those? Is there mm. anything else that we think is really important to focus on? Mm. Meditation is a big one. And I, I would offer that up as a practical tactic. And when I say meditation, it means something different to everyone. What I'm saying in this context is creating quiet time for yourself, whereby you can focus on your breathing and just be in time and space. A lot of times, Stu, when you can be present in just the moment, I believe that's truth. Because sometimes when you're present, you can't necessarily control what's going on around you. But when you focus on your breathing, your lifeblood, your presence of mind, your gratitude, and just the fact that you have an opportunity to be on this earth in this generation, that can bring a lot of clarity. And it doesn't mean you have to be thinking about something when you meditate. And when I say meditate, I mean actually sitting quietly, perhaps with your eyes closed and focusing on your breathing. It brings you into the present moment. And when you get present, you become true because you're not attached to anything. You're just connected to the moment at hand. And that is in a lot of ways, purity. And when you're not worried about this, that, or the other thing and being distracted now, it does take practice. But that's a message I would offer up to our listeners. I've I've done it extensively. I still do it in my life. Sometimes I'll do something called a walking meditation where I'll go walking very early in the morning and look at the sky or be observant of what's going on. And when I'm out there, there's usually no one else around. It's very early in the morning. But that walking meditation allows me to be present in the moment. And what happens is invariably is I start finding my truths because I'm not searching or needing or trying to find something. I'm just being in time and space. And it's incredible how the mind and spirit works because when you do create that space, your truths come in. Some of them are hard truths. Not every truth is easy. Mm-hmm. You know, they say the truth hurts. Well, when you're out there walking by yourself or you're meditating and you create space, be amazed at what comes into the mind and, and, and what clarity you can gain from that. And I, I feel when I, when I start doing those things, the truth show up quickly. Yes, sir. And it's very well uh, said. They seem so obvious and easy at times, yep. but what, what, what causes us to deviate from those truths when we can see them, we take the time to do them, but what, what still gets in the way? A, a distraction's a big one. Uh, when we get easily distracted and, and this isn't to say we can't have downtime or recover time, but when we get distracted by things that don't serve us, for example, comparing ourselves to other people, getting too caught up in social media feeds that are consuming at large amounts of time, gossiping, doing things that are of low vibration, that can get us away from our truths. Why? Because we're not practicing our own craft, our personal workshop. You've got to be in a, in a space where you're in your personal workshop every day doing something small but deep that's going to make yourself a little bit better. And how do we get away from truth? We live a lie. That's a big statement. And I don't mean that to be disrespectful, but I, I would encourage us all to ask ourselves, when do when have we found ourselves living a lie? That doesn't mean a person's a bad person, but they could be out of I, I out of out of line, out of touch with their habits. They could be doing things that compromise their values. They could be acting in a way that's not congruent with a positive relationship. They could be speaking or behaving in a way that's hurtful to other people. That's when you get away from your truths, when you're distracted. And if you're not practicing and coming back to a set point, who do I want to be? 
Who am I becoming? Why? We've got to ask ourselves those questions. If we're not asking those questions, something out there is going to push us in a direction that's going to knock us off course and push us into deceiving ourselves. And the, and it happens to a lot. Happens. It happens in this world. I've been through it. I've, it's happened to me. Got away from it. Got back quick. But it, did it get, knock me out? Absolutely. And I think it's only part of being human for it to occur. The key is to know where your set point is and come back to that and be very, very conscious of how many distractions and negative influences that we allow in our lives. What what strikes me with just with what you're saying there is the, the emphasis on the practice. Mm. It's something that we talked about when we first got together and how I was approaching a lot of things. When we looked at sports and me playing that and how much practice I put into that, how I, much I succeeded in that, and then looking at my regular life that was away from sports like that, and I never even thought of you know, putting those in places for that. And just like, oh, if I approach it like that, a lot of things will come together better. And that's, it was just like a, an eye-opening experience for me. Pra- practice, yeah. is, practice is one of, the, one of the gifts and greatest qualities of life because it, it's a quiet craftsmanship. It's, it's something that you do very quietly. Not a lot of people see you practicing. Think about that, right? The way you think when you get out of bed, even just the act of making your bed in the morning. People have talked about that. This is the fact of making your bed so that your den is pristine when you come back into it. It's almost a primal practice. The practice of drinking water so that we stay hydrated and allow the rivers to run through our body so we can be energized. The practice of smiling. You smile, you just feel better. People see you smiling. They go, well, I wonder why that guy is so happy. But it, it affects other people. Practicing being tidy and organized. Again, we're going to go back to this. This is not about perfection. Practice is not perfection. Practice is a process. I'm going to say that again. Practice is not perfection. Practice is about process. And when you can create a process that's consistent, now the practice starts to turn into performance and then performance turns into peace and purpose. You see the flow there? Mm -hmm. You practice, you start to get more connected to purpose. Okay, I know what I'm doing because I'm practicing on a consistent basis. Now I'm performing better, and because I'm performing better, I'm at peace. My life is fulfilled. I know what I'm doing. This matters. I'm enjoying myself. I'm actually having fun. Think about that for a second. I'd like all our listeners to think, when was the last time you really had fun? Yeah. You know, seek out opportunities to have fun. And to do that, you got to stay true to yourself, and you have to practice so that you do get connected to what makes you happy. We only we can connect. To, we we can't we can't elicit or or rally or enroll other people to make us happy. It doesn't work like that. We have to find it within. But if we practice certain things, whatever those things may be, we can find a pathway to that internal happiness. It's it's funny. You always have a way of kind of working your way down to what I was going to go as you're talking. <laughs> and I was going to say that's what we do, Stu. Yeah, that's what we do, Paul. I was like, oh, he's just going to say what I was going to ask him. So I was. I was I wanted to end this on how, how can the practice of staying true to yourself, you know, at this time that we're still dealing with, I feel like we've said that lots of this podcast yes. as we've recorded many episodes, but it's like, so we're still in a pandemic. We're still social distancing and adjusting to how the world is right now. How can the practice of this, you know, help us still in this time? Mm. Yeah. When we're in a, a generation at a time where there is sometimes challenging thoughts, situations, um, global events 
that make us feel nervous, anxious, whatnot. When we come back to who we are and who we're becoming, that's a, that's a pristine space in life. When you, when you think about who am I becoming and who do I want to be, when you dial into that truth, we become actually fully connected to the dominion within ourselves to make choices, to make decisions, to have certain attitudes, to then approach each day as an opportunity. Are there going to be tough days? Absolutely. But if we practice the process of having conversations with ourselves, being grateful, surrounding ourselves with great friends, deciding upon what is serving us and what perhaps is distracting us, we can live a fulfilled existence in a time and space historically, which will be talked about many, many, many years after we're gone, that we actually made it. We actually, we actually mattered. We actually were understood. We, we perhaps even made a difference in other people's lives. Never before, Stu, have we needed leadership and congruency more than now. Like it's, it's, it's getting even more intense by the day. And so thank you for asking the question. And for our listeners, I just wish all of you, as you move through these times and draw closer to the end of 2020, is that you find times to have that conversation with yourself and ask yourself, am I being true to myself in my decisions, in my relationships, in my choices, in how I'm behaving, what my character is? That's, a, that's one of the greatest opportunities of our time right now. And the more we can do it collectively, I believe we can create a wider energy that can positively change the world we're in. With all due respect to the challenges that are going on out there and our frontline workers still working tirelessly to aim to turn this thing around. And, and you know, it's a, it's, it's a difficult time, but at the same time, it's an opportunity and it's a, it's a wonderful time because we still have a chance. We still have a shot. And what I will say, Stu, and I want to add this in is over this next while, find someone or people that you can connect with. Like let's all commit to connection. And even if it's a, a quick note, an email, a phone call, a hello, a smile, a wave. I love waving at people, Stu. I don't know why, but I just, I love waving at people. I love when I change lanes and I come, I just like waving to that person, whether they wave back or not. And then when I see a friend or someone that I haven't seen, I just, when I wave, it just feels to me like there's a connection there that's momentary. It's unscripted. It's visceral. It comes from the heart and it just, I just share with that with everyone. Yeah. It just makes me feel good. The waving at someone I know makes automatically puts a smile on my face. I Absolutely. Yeah. So in that in that light, we wave to all you listeners and all everyone here who's been with us, and we really appreciate you being on this journey and extend our best wishes and thoughts as you move through this time. And please know that you are making a difference. And the time you spent with us on this podcast, we're very grateful, and we send our energy to you as well. <laughs>